Please welcome my guest at this time, the marketing director for the premium company at SAB, Masha Kumire. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Spear. I'm so excited to have you here. As you see, we are Corona rising. We are here with the limes. We're not doing lemons. That's not classy. Um, corona is about these limes out here in these streets. Um, and I'm so excited to talk to you about not just this amazing brand, but all three um, of these amazing brands. A lot of people don't know that SAB um, is actually the company that brings you Corona, Stella Artois, and Budweiser, a.k.a. Budvusi. <laughs> And I will not be told otherwise, Budweiser is Budvusi uh, in South Africa. So <laughs> talk to me about how exciting it is for you to occupy this seat with three power global brands. Um, I think it's amazing. So I always say in marketing that, you know, it's a privilege to look after brands and you have to really nurture and look after them because they will be here long before you know after I leave and somebody else comes in so I feel really privileged mm. and these brands are going through a very interesting and amazing season and I'm really glad to be leading that charge so it's, it's thrilling it's exciting um, and yeah I just think it's amazing I've got the best job in the world best job best team your team is some of my favorite people yeah, in the business legends in the game talk to me though you're here now Yes. But where did Marsha start out? How did Marsha become this leader? So I'm from Zimbabwe. You born out that H town? From Harare. Out H -town, that H town. H town. And grew up there. I moved to South Africa when I was attending varsity. And I always say it was a, an, an accident per se. My parents um, wanted me to kind of stay close to home. But I always knew that I wanted to explore my, expand my horizons, mm. see the world a little bit. So originally I wanted to kind of go to the U.S. Every Zimbabwean wanted to go to the U.S. at that time. And my parents were like, nope, you got you to gotta be close. So, so And they said, South Africa is where you're going to go. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I need to pick the furthest point <laughs> in South Africa. And and then doing my research, landed up <laughs> in Cape Town and at the University of Cape Town, one of the most beautiful campuses that you have in South Africa. And when I got there, I studied, uh, graduated with a bachelor's in biochemistry and physiology. So I'm, Which not, is a, unexpected. I'm not a marketer by... <laughs> 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 unexpected um, but I always loved the sciences I Love just always that. loved how things come together understanding how they work and then I decided to move into like marketing um, some probably in my final year I realized and I was like this science thing takes forever <laughs> and the supply team will you know the, our, our, our brewers will tell you they're amazing it takes a long time <laughs> and, and the pivoting point was in my final project I'd been working all week to you know work on this experiment and you have to prep it days and days lots of steps and then I came back on the weekend and there was nothing there like nothing as in not even like a negative result just a dead zero result which meant I have to start again so I've lost a week Hectic. and I thought I can't I don't know if this is for me for the rest of my life where that means probably four years later you might be working on something and you have nothing to show so I decided at that point that I needed to work somewhere where what happens in the news could impact my job you know mm. and then I came across this marketing postgrad diploma and it sounded very interesting and intriguing asked a few people they were like this is amazing and I was like I'm going to try that because there's a bit of science to marketing and so I wasn't too far to home. I got in and I've never looked back. 
And I'm happy you did um, because <laughs> it landed you here ultimately at SAB where you are, a, you're a teenager in the business. I am, I'm turning 13 oh this year. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm barely like in like prime, in, pri- in primary school. <laughs> I mean, I'm six now. So I'm like half your, like just under half your age in the business. Talk to me about that SAB journey. What has it been like? Where have you worked? What have you done? What got you to where you are here? What I've always loved about SAB is the people that are working in these corridors. The best ever. We have the most amazing people. Absolutely. And my, I remember even in the recruit, the way the recruitment process was done, it wasn't like sit in a, in a, in a boardroom and have mm-hmm. it. it was, we, had a, we had beers. It was a little bit of a social environment. You walked around the room and spoke to the senior leadership. At the time, it was Vaughn. Our VP was in the room. Um, and I met him there. And, and it was kind of a conversation. And then I got the sales trainee um, role, so which is you know kind of kind of how you enter. Wow, really entry level, yeah, yeah. very very, and and it, and I think it's an important place to start because sales mm. is ultimately where everything we do ends up. You know, absolutely, um, the life the business, and, and mm. I have a lot of respect for the, our sales teams because it's a lot of work, and yeah. you're dealing with not a lot of customers, different personalities, and you really learn grit, and you really learn resilience, yeah, and you also learn to never overpromise. You you say what you you need to do what you say, and don't deviate from that. So that's probably mm-hmm. the biggest learning. I became an account manager and was looking after what we call the formal on-premise, so your bars and restaurants. And I have to say the most beautiful trade. So Camp Space Strip was me, the waterfront. Mm, must be nice. Very cool, very must cool. Nice. And I wish I, and Facebook had just kind of started and you know, I wish Instagram had been there because then I would have posted amazing photos. Views at work. Views at work. Um, <laughs> office for the day. Office for the day. But And I think what I learned there is because these customers are there, a lot of them are, are very wealthy. Mm-hmm. They are in the restauranting business as a passion. Right. And they don't need us as SAB, mm-hmm. you know? So having to tailor make our product for what they're looking for and really understanding their businesses mm-hmm. so that you can offer them w- and understand what they need and offer the SAB service, but catered to them. And that's probably been a thing I've had to learn is how do you, SAB, there's so many products we have and how do you tailor for the different consumers and what they're looking for? I think there's something powerful about that where on paper, you might think that because of affluence, there's no need, but actually in the way that you communicate and you give the service proposition um, and the value that our products can offer, you create the necessity and you create the partnerships, which I think many of which are still standing right now. I've had Coronas um, in Camps Bay many years. (laughs) But but talk to me now as a woman in beer, Um, the, the hashtag that we use here, hashtag women in mm-hmm. beer, um, still begins to boggle some people's minds because um, the perception of our industry and our category is that it is completely male dominated. And yet here you are right now, someone who started off in the entry level, worked on many sort of brands on your way here, now sitting as a marketing director of a premium company. Talk to me about that journey as a woman. So, I mean, you said it. The reality is it is male-dominated. I mean, when I started in my sales team, I was the only, um, there was a few girls at the time, and then they moved on. And then somewhere along the line, I looked around, and I was the only girl in my sales team. And... um, and even the way customers also treated you as a woman, kind of, you also had to kind of bring your A game, if I can call it that, and really knowing your stuff. So that was the first thing I knew. I had to know my work because it's not going to fly to just kind of be wishy-washy. And, um, and that was very key. And then I also have had the privilege of working with really, like as much as I was the only girl in my sales team, they didn't treat me like a 
a girl. They kind of treated me like an equal and a partner. Mm. Yeah, there was a little bit of protection. Like Marsha doesn't can't go to to trade at night alone. Like we need to go with her. But I, I think for me it was I needed to understand my trade so that it's people see beyond my gender and see that I actually add value. I'm delivering on things. And so performance for me has always been something that I've grown up with and being a, I want to say overachiever, um, has always been with me as a, as a kid and, um, and growing up. So it's always been like, I need to be the best, not the best woman, but the best person in the room. So really learning my craft and making sure that I do, when I'm at the table, I have a voice. Mm. Um, and like I said, there's a, uh, my, my old sales manager, Matthew Devine, um, really what I loved. And he was aware of the kind of the prejudices that you have. Mm-hmm. And he generally would make sure that even a room where you'd be like, no, I don't know any, Marsh is the one you need to talk to. She She's actually the, so all of a sudden it was a shift of, oh, oh, I must talk to her. And then when I open my mouth, I'm saying things of value. So, and it hasn't been an always easy because I think sometimes when you're navigating a space where it's very masculine, you feel like you have to act like a man. You mm. have to you know, be boisterous and all of that. And I, I think it's important to be authentic. Mm. So there's nothing wrong with being a woman. And I think there's, there's things that we see the world in a different way. And I've always said, I'm not going to be like the boys. I'm not one of the boys. I am me, but that me has something to offer. And, and I think the way that I see the world is probably helped in the way that I approach my work and taken the company further. So I think it's about maintaining your authenticity and realizing that it is tough and no one's going to hand anything to you. Mm. You have to work hard and make sure that you're not just going, oh, I want I want to get this role because we have to meet the quota of women. No, get it because you are the most deserving person, regardless of everybody Facts. else. Yeah. That resonates to, with me so much because our organization is big on meritocracy. Mm. And I think the power of true diversity, equity, and inclusion is that no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, when you show up as your full self, it gets recognized yeah. and the business will pay attention to the results because we're all about those results. Yeah. But now let's shift the focus to this incredible brand portfolio that yes. you get to oversee. Corona, Stella Artois, and Budvusi. Uh, I will not be corrected. Um, <laughs> um, talk to me about these amazing brands. They're global, they're big, mm-hmm. um, and yet you've localized them. You've made them uniquely South African in some ways. Talk to me about each one of these brands and their brand world. What is their purpose? Um, what do they stand for yeah. um, beyond being delicious? No, they're amazing brands. And I think what these brands have done for South Africa is changed how we see premium. I think for the longest time, premium was kind of seen in a specific way. And I mean, Corona has literally, we use the term redefined what it means to be premium. And premium shifts. And what people are looking for is lifestyle. And these brands are lifestyle brands. Corona is a brand that is born on the beach. And this brand um, is really, its purpose is really to invite you to disconnect Right and um, and to reconnect and and really at the essence of it being in nature because we believe that when you're outdoors in nature you connect with your essential self and that's a lifestyle so you yes. you can't um, and in everything that we do as a brand the way we look uh, we use wood to to kind of represent that the way that um, our platforms you know we we hero the sunset um, and the sunset being you know that moment in the day where everything kind of slows down it signals the end of the day and it's saying go home 
go relax and disconnect. And it's as golden as the liquid. It is, absolutely. (laughs) And South Africans are really resonating with this brand because, I don't know if you know, but we're also, I think, probably in the top 10 of most hardworking hardworking countries. So we are always looking to unwind and relax. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, like we were, one of the things as a brand, like globally, is that I think 95% of people's time is spent indoors. I mean, wow. Did you know that? Like 90%, I did not, but it makes sense when you consider the indoors, office time. You know, and yeah. yet we live in, in Africa, we live in this beautiful, in South Africa, this beautiful world. Why are we not spending more time outside? Mm. You know? I think that's absolutely amazing. And I, I really do love that sunset moment. I buy into that thing, <laughs> like 100%. I'm a Corona fan to the core. Um, and there's something about having that Corona moment, that sunset moment, whether you're at the beach in summer, whether you're in the bush, maybe in winter, or even on your balcony or veranda at home, yep. you get a sense of that slow down, (laughs) unplug, disconnect to reconnect with yourself. And I think that's really, really powerful um, in the kind of world that we live Mm. in. Speaking, moving now to Stella. Mm. um, I first encountered Stella um, in a meals occasion. Um, And there were meals and there were there was art and there was this life artois that I was introduced to. Talk to us about Stella Artois. So Stella, Stella is a beautiful, it's, a, it's quite a, it's, a, it's an old, it's got lots of heritage, let me say. It's beautiful, beautiful brand. And Stella Artois, you know, the name is also beautiful. Right. Um, this brand <laughs> is really about connection. It really is inviting you to save a life, right? To save a life with those that matter with you. And, and that's really important. Um, and so when you look at art, you spoke about art mm. being something that connects with the brand. Art allows you to, again, you can't, you, with art, you have to enjoy it. You can't just rush past a piece of art. It takes you in. There's a moment. And then art is best when it's shared, mm. right? So, and you want to share, uh, you're probably going to start a conversation and share it with somebody that's meaningful to you. So that's, kind of, that's quite important. And then meals is why meals and why do we play in this space is because meals allow for connection, mm. right? And we're encouraging meals you know, yes, you can have your dinner for one, but we are really more about dinner for two and for more, right? Mm. So, to and meals are at that place of connection. Think about us as South Africans. Absolutely. You know, you, we really sit and enjoy, we connect over food We're and meals. We're the most hospitable and, people in the world. And that's all about connection. And that's yeah. why we we play in there. And we always, you know, in the way that we, we show up and come to life, we have meals and food at the core of it because it allows for connection. And most, most importantly, meaningful connection. Mm. So, those people that really fulfill you. So, you know, going to dinner with your best friend or when you have dinner with your mom or lunch and it's those people that you don't always see so often because we're so busy but they when you leave that table or that meeting you're fully fulfilled and that's what Stella is trying to remind people is to save a life and you don't have that much time so you Mm. you really should just enjoy it. I really love that. That's just so wholesome and necessary. Um, and Budvusi I met when I was joining the business. <laughs> I met Budvusi <laughs> with the Bud World Cup. And mm. what a crazy introduction to South Africa. What an incredible campaign that ignited so much interest in this new premium brown bottle. Mm-hmm. Like people hadn't seen premium in a brown yep. bottle until Budvusi came. And um, Budweiser now, um, absolutely a beautiful urban, uh, exciting brand. I enjoyed Budex. I mean, Budex has been some of the coolest parties that we could have midweek. I mean, yep. for goodness sake, really great innovations. Talk to me about Budweiser's brand purpose. So, I mean, Bud, Bud is, Bud is it's a dynamic. It's when I look at the three brands, it's the younger, you know, it keeps me young um, <laughs> because our consumer is a little bit younger. The liquid is super, super smooth. And so if you are trying to come into beer, you've never, you know, 
dabbled in beer, Budweiser is a good place to start. Um, and it is it is a very rich brand. And when we look at Bud's purpose, you know, speaking about 18 to 24 year olds, if you think of where they are in their lives, it's really about proving yourself, you know, and sometimes you just need someone to give you a platform. Mm. And so we want to inspire, you know, our consumer, we want to energize them and inspire them to take their shot, to take their moment, you know, and that's kind of what this 18, you come out of varsity, the world is your oyster, but you just need you just need a step up, and we provide these platforms. So Budix is a great example of providing a platform for young, talented um, DJs and artists and musicians to come up on these stage, and you know, and and the world is theirs to take, and mm-hmm. and you have to then show up in that moment. Um, and so that's what Budix does, and Budix brings together culture, brings together music. And what I really love about the Budix platform is it brings a dynamic, I mean, if you've ever been to our events in Bramfontein, they really do bring a diverse through music and the type of music we, we, we pick. And we really do focus on local. So that's how we bring kind of the local flavor, but with mm-hmm. a bit of international there as well. But it really does allow um, our consumers to really kind of enjoy our up and coming DJs, a bit of the, the Bram is an, an interesting, vibrant place in itself. Yeah, um, very super trendy. Yeah. And it's just allowing a platform for these for these young urbanites, as we call them, to to, to kind of grab the world and, and see where they go next. And I just love those events. There's a beautiful, uh, everyone's got such a unique style mm. in that event. I love the way that the fashion. brand comes oh. to life in that space. Very fashion forward, super, super cool. Makes me feel as old as I am. <laughs> 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 but let's talk about what's next within this portfolio for this year. We'll start with Corona. Um, last year, there was a huge, 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 huge good fuss about Corona Island. Mm. Um, and that was like, I don't know why you didn't get me a ticket to go. Um, but, <laughs> but Corona Island was absolutely fantastic. And right now you've just um, launched um, an international, global um, Corona Sunset to that kicked off in South Africa. Yes. Talk to me about all the cool stuff that's happening in Corona. So let's start off with Corona Island. Yes. Because Corona has its own island. I, I, right? I literally cannot deal. <laughs> and, and the island, and it speaks to, and I, and I haven't been, so, you know, I'm, I have to talk from, we should try you know, and, Mal, and both Mal go. and my team who went, and she said it was amazing and magical, so hopefully I'll go this year. Can Mal please put us yeah. on? Thank you. No, maybe we'll, we'll see how we get there. If mm-hmm. we need to swim, we'll go. Um, yeah. The island is off the coast of Colombia, <laughs> and it really is um, an island that, it kind of combines everything that Corona is nature it is disconnected from the world so it really is about just taking that time away and you're surrounded by all these beautiful beautiful things and what is amazing about the island is everything is very much keeping it natural Mm. keeping it in its natural state and we really the way that the island is put together is really not to it's it's rather to enhance Mm -hmm. and so you feel like we, we try to leave a kind of like a keep it as natural as it possibly can and one of the things that we talk about on the island and let's focus on the island is sustainability and it has this blue the oceanic global and it's actually been given the sea that it is fully sustainable as an wow, island, amazing. which is really, really amazing. Um, so you get to travel to this uh, beautiful and exotic island and just relax and disconnect and really 
you know, live Corona's purpose um, in life as well. So it's, it's a really magical place that I hope to attend because I've only seen it on video. Hey, even me, girl. But what I did attend was the amazing kickoff um, that we just had in Cape Town of the global Corona Sunsets tour. Now, South Africa definitely has to be the home of Corona Sunsets. I don't know if anyone else in the world does as many as we do. And I don't know if they do them as well as we do. Talk to me about the significance of that global tour um, and that interesting recognition that you receive for that event. I'm so proud. Like I actually get emotional a little, but um, it was, I think, you know, one of the things we, I'd always talk to the team about is how can we be global benchmark? Being in Africa, I think everybody looks at us and think, oh, Africa, you know, backward, you know, whatever else they say about us. But you said it, we have so much talent. Yes. We have so much good in this, in, in our continent. And w- like you said, we started doing Sunsets Festival in 2016. And, wow. And, and I think some people don't know that. And we took the toolkit because we get a global toolkit, but we've kind of made it our own. Absolutely. And we have done a lot more than other markets. And for a market at our stage, um, we should have done probably less, but South Africans love events. South Africans love experiential events. Right. There we go. And so we've been able to connect with South Africans that way. So when it was time, when Global looked at it and thought, we need to take this now global mm-hmm. and not just have one the other one or two markets that are doing it. We became the market that was launching this. Love it. And it only made sense because not only does Africa have the best sunsets. Facts. We have some of the most iconic locations in Cape Town yes. being one where you look up and it's lion's head, natural. Look to the other side. You've got the ocean. You can't beat that. Then it's table you mount. absolutely can't beat that and the and the world tour is really combining our passions travel mm. music and 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 kind of sustainability mm. and so those that traveled you traveled from Joburg to Cape Town so you you traveled there and then we also um one of the things that we we really focus on with the festival it's very experiential and again I keep talking about lifestyle mm-hmm. that it's not just a concert so it's not where you stand and look at the stage and you know which is cool um, but that's not what we do we really immerse you and it's really about making sure that you ultimately relax and unwind mm. and just immerse yourself. So we have a lot of initiatives. We've got, um, we, we've, this year, what we did to really just step up our game because now we were part of the world tour is looked at how do we really make this a sustainable festival? How do we really take it to the next level and have pretty much no single use plastic mm. um, and really make sure that everything that we do is really intentional. So from the food, we use local suppliers um, from the vendors to make sure that we're supporting the the, kind of the local business in Cape Town, which is why I'm thinking they keep wanting us back. (laughs) And then we also have sustainability is a big part of it. So Mm. we don't want to leave you know, where we are worse off. So we try to leave things in a, in a better space. Yeah. And so how do we inspire South Africans to think about sustainability in a different way? Because if you think about it, sustainability can sometimes feel like, oh, now I must recycle. And now you know, I must, the, oh, it's and just, the danger, it can feel like a drag. And you know, the danger there, Marsh, is the greenwashing. You know, the greenwashing where people can do the lip service, try and fluff up the green concern. But what you got was an actual and official designation that was the first um, in the world. Talk yes. to us about so that. So Oceanic Global, um, they're, also, they're, they're the ones that we worked with um, globally on Corona Island. Mm-hmm. They're an organization that helps, you know, um, businesses, corporates, brands really take sustainability seriously. So we've been working with them pre the festival to really look at how can we make our festival 
truly sustainable. And we got news um, late last week that we are the first festival in South Africa to be awarded um, this kind of oceanic blue standard, which makes us the only event that is super, only the only event that is sustainable in South Africa is that we don't use single-use plastic. We uh, really much um, reduce our waste. And I'm really proud of that. And that As is, am I. And we are also the first in in the Corona world mm-hmm. as a, as a Corona Sunset event to have that. And that is amazing us here in South Africa amazing. having that accolade. So super, super proud. Like Leading just, from the front. We try. I, I absolutely think that that is so powerful. And even the influence that Corona has had on our business um, around how we also don't have plastic covers for our coffee. Yes. Um, the seriousness <laughs> in alignment with our circular packaging uh, strategy with, with the recycling that you just see in our corridors here in the business. It's really cool to see that influence also change the way we do work every day. And I, I really, really love that. Really, really love that. Um, let's talk now about Stella. Yes. Um, there are beautiful soirees happening on Sundays. Uh, it's a, it's a fantastic event. Uh, super cool outdoor vibes. Mm. I love the stellar world. Um, super premium, super classy. Um, the music that is chilled and toned down in that environment. Um, the food that you're able to play with and pair with the beer in those occasions. Talk to me about what's happening with Stella in terms of the soirees. So we talk about global brands and how do you make these brands locally relevant? And the Stella soirees are a good example of that. So knowing that South Africans love experiences, knowing that you, what, what, what could we do looking at our purpose about, you know, really savoring life and Mm. connection. We wanted to put together an event, um, a series of events that really brought these two things together. So you talked about how how sophisticated, and Stella is very sophisticated. It is probably the most sophisticated beer in the country. And we know that South Africans love that, Mm. right? Um, Because we work hard and we want to show, you know, we want to spend our money on good quality things. Yes. Excuse me, and Stella delivers that. So we we are very intentional about the lineup. So what Stella, our music choices, it's very much acoustic live mm. music, um, generally live. So we generally don't do DJs, and that's because it really is about being in the moment. Mm. And um, and and the way that we set up these events, it's really about relaxing, and you can converse, you can have a conversation, and you're going to bring somebody that you want, or your people that you want to have spend quality time with. I mean, you haven't seen them in a while. The soirees do that literally loud. Right. with your friends and then we bring yeah. in the art and the way that we set up the, it's beautiful and art is not just literally an art piece art is the way that everything's done we have mm. a we have a, a line in Stella Artois where we say we make art not ads right mm. so and that's how we approach our work so everything we do is, has to be beautiful you have to feel like you're in a beautiful world um, and that's what we do with these events and we've done a couple uh, mainly in Johannesburg and Pretoria and, um, and they've done really really well and South Africans seem to be connecting with them and they are are a South African event. So it's not a it's not there globally, but it is how we have interpreted what Stella Artois has to offer in a way that is relevant to South Africans. But you've also democratized that and you've brought it to our screens through the festive get mm. together. Talk to me now. You're in another season, season of four this year. My goodness. And yet another another one. Another one. Another. <laughs> Talk to me about how that journey has evolved with Stella. So that's such a that was such an exciting project that was born in 2020. Um end of it with COVID and everything that was happening, we, again, back to our purpose around saving life and bringing people together. We looked at what was happening in South Africa at the time. People hadn't really seen families. You know, we were cooped up. Um, People couldn't travel so much. And we wanted to put 
together, you know, something that would allow us to remind South Africans the, 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 the importance of quality time with the people that matter to you, mm. you know, and I think COVID kind of brought that. So with our partner, um, Sia, um, from, from Slick on Life, um, they, we, we then produced, kind of created this show, which really connects cel- our celebrities. But these are not celebrities that you see every day. These are celebrities that work very hard, very private as well. Mm. So you know them from their, what they do, but you don't know who they are mm. at the core. Bit of an inside look. Right. And then hosted by Unati. Um, and we love her. And she's been a friend of the brand since the beginning of the show. And then we have um, um, generally a chef that will come and prepare beautiful meals and we kind of do a little bit of insight into holiday meals what people love in South Africa over the festive season and we do a bit of a sophisticated twist to whatever it is our guests really like and so you pair that with Stella Artois good food good company great conversation it's a good night at home I love it because one of, one of the things I find about that is it's really immersive. Um, there's a beautiful humanizing um, of celebrities that happens there where you feel like, oh, I'm having a stellar with them as well um, in terms of getting to know them and getting that inside look behind um, people whose lives you might not necessarily have access to. Finally, Budvusi. Talk to me about Budex um, and what is the future, the evolution for Budex? So Budex, I mean, it's, it's, this property is... We want to take it nationally. That's that's the ambition. And um, for now, we're going to keep it probably in one area. But there's lots of demand. I know my our sales teams are asking. But it really is bringing in a more, allowing a platform for more of our South African talent to shine. Mm. That's our ambition for for, for, for this year. Yeah. And you'll see it coming up probably in the winter months and more talent, more people. And we've got a little bit of a twist. Um, like I said, we want to give um, not an, an opportunity, but a stage mm. for you to come and showcase your talent. And hopefully we can profile you the way of it is that um, does really well, can be profiled internationally as we are a global brand. That so part. there's lots of opportunities um, that arise from that. I just think it's so beautiful to have these brands, which are so powerful, steeped in deep and rich purpose, mm. um, and that seek to do some really cool things across a broad spectrum of South Africanness, humanity, connection, and the environment. I think that's really, yeah. really powerful to have all of that in one portfolio. Um, let's bring it back to you now. Mm. Um, with all that you've done, with the journey that you've walked, uh, with the brands you've worked on and the many more we couldn't even discuss today. The Carlings, the Castle Lights. I, I, I've been in this business for half your tenure. <laughs> as Marsha, as the leader you are, what do you want to be known for and what do you want all of this work um, and the fullness and the continuity of who you are to actually mean to the business, to people in the world around you? So I'm very passionate about Africa. I'm a proud African. I've had the pleasure to travel a little bit into other parts of Africa in, in my past roles. And for me, it's really important for Africa, for us Africans to tell our stories. And the privilege I have in my current role is that I work on really big global brands and we're able to tell our African stories through them. And that's really important for me. And what I would want to leave as a legacy is to, or at least a contribution of how I was able to show who Africa really is mm. through the work that I do and, and marketing. I and mean, I think we've started to do that. So, um, with, there's a story that we did for Corona with Corona Studios called Free Surfer. I'm not sure if you've watched it. It really is a South African story, but that ties into what Corona is as a brand. And it tells a story about, you know, how surfing wasn't always 
you know, accessible to all of us in South Africa because of our historic past. And that you have these two amazing South Africans that managed to supersede all the challenges that they had, Cass Collier and Kanye, who are now, and we've told that story globally and have won some awards for it because it's very authentic, but it's a South African story told through the lens of a global brand. Mm -hmm. So if I had to summarize it, it really is my, my role in telling the African, the true African stories, not the stories that we always see about poverty or all of these things, but Africa is rich with, with so much diversity. Yes. And, and I want to tell that story and so that we can fully become who we are supposed to be. And we are the, you know, where everything's anchored in our continent. It's always been like that for, from a, from a very long time. And I think it's starting to come back. Um, and my journey is that to be part of Africa's great story. I really, really love that. I think that is going to be a really great place for us to toast um, to the African Renaissance, to occupying our space as proud Africans from Africa to the world, um, bringing the fullness, the uniqueness and the power of who we and this amazing continent that we get to live on is to the entire world with great impact. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>